after dark, baby. Don't do it. Welcome to a very special but uh, kind of very unfortunate emergency pod of uh, the Flag Stays Down podcast. Uh, myself, Andy, and Matt, uh, we're, we're here to, to react to the news of Roman Abramovich releasing a statement today. Uh, for those of you who, who didn't see, uh, Abramovich basically admitted he's, he's looking to, to sell the club. And you know, he's not looking to recoup on his loan, his multi-billion dollar loan uh, to the club. Any profits from this is going to go to a charitable foundation for victims, uh, both you know, current victims and, and down the road victims of the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, he's going to be looking for you know somebody to, to kind of carry on with the club's best interests. It was it, it, it was a it was a long statement. It was a heavy statement. Um, you know, I, I can't say honestly in my life that there's been too many too many things. You know, outside of uh, birth of my child, uh, maybe my wedding, and you know, I'm sure some things when I was like five or six that uh, you know le- le- legitimately made me cry. Um, but tra- I was driving down to O'Hare to uh, to hop on a flight, and uh, you know, it made it a little bit tougher to drive. Got a little teary eyed. Um, you know, with that being said, please don't. Uh, don't look at your phone while driving. That could have also been bad now that I think about it. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was weird timing. I think we've all seen the smoke coming uh, with, you know, investors lining up, word of new investors, old investors. Um, it just, it, it hits differently coming from the man himself, coming from Roman Abramovich, especially right before what turned out to be a pretty shitty Chelsea game. Uh, Matt, what, how, how, did, how did you react? Um, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't overly shocked, um, but it, it's, still, it's still a shock when, you know, you, you hear about everything that's going on, especially with Russia and Ukraine. You hear about the, the seizing of Russian assets or, you know, anybody who has a significant pull in different countries with Russian ties. Um, it's, it's very disheartening because um, at, at the end of the day, I, I believe that Roman hasn't done anything wrong. I think he is just kind of a, a, a victim in this regard, right? It's not like it's not like he's the one that said, hey, go infiltrate Ukraine and start a war. Like it, it wasn't coming from him. Um, it's the fact that he had ties and the fact that he's Russian. Uh, to me, I don't like the way that it's happening. Um, and I think he's being put in a, in a very tough and almost unfair position. And he is, from a business standpoint, he is securing his assets, right? If we look at Roman as a person, he has a lot of different assets, and Chelsea Football Club happens to be one of those assets. 
He is trying to protect his assets as much as possible. Um, that being said, I think it's more, I think Chelsea is more than an asset to him. I, I really do. Um, he has brought in a new life to this club. They are one of the most valued clubs in the world. And without him, I don't think that we are the Chelsea that we are today. I think we are still that kind of late 80s, early 90s Chelsea kind of, you know, scraping and just trying to make a name for ourselves. Um, I, I do believe his words when he says he has, he's looking at this for the best interests of the club, the fans, the staff, the supporters. He's looking, I, I truly believe it when he says it. And with a lot of owners, um, at least that we've seen recently, in, especially in Premier League, it's usually hard to back those words, but I think that he is somebody that the people have come to love, although a man of very few words, especially in the, in the public eye, for him to come out and make two statements in, you know, a matter of three, four days says a lot. He, he is somebody that I can firmly say loves the club. He stands behind them. He has the best interest of the club at heart. And um, it's just an unfair situation that I think he is, that he has been put in. And I don't necessarily think that he really had any other choice. And the, the sad part about it is that it's not isolated. This has been going on since he bought the club in 03. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, there, there's people who, who remember here who are paying attention that it was just about a year ago now that, he had to take a journalist to court who wrote a book saying that Putin told him to buy the club in 03. And so he took him to court, sued, sued for libel. And, you know, it was found that none of it was factual. You, you look at the media agenda against Chelsea, you know, calling it Chelsky. You know, we, were, we were the original oil club. We, even though Roman's wealth wasn't built in oil. Um, Roman changed the game and people hated him for it. Is basically what it comes down to because you look at what Chelsea was prior to to him taking over. It was Ken Bates running the club, um, you know, consistently a top six team, so like a Spurs or a West Ham. Uh, and from from what I you know from what I've been reading, you know, this is before years in my time, Matt. Uh, but the the club had serious threats of being liquidated because they had such obs such obscene debts. And Roman came in as an outsider, bought the club. And, you know, a lot of people said, oh, just wait till he gets bored. Oh, just wait till it's not turning a profit for him. We're going on 20 years now. Uh, and the, the, the man has literally won every trophy there is available for him to win. Uh, he, the, the, the thing that kept crossing my mind, because again, I had to sit in, in isolation on a plane for two hours today, kind of alone with my thoughts. Um, you know, he, he came in, not one of us. He came in, you know, foreign investor, uh, not, you know, he didn't grow up in London, uh, you know, not necessarily a Chelsea fan, but he's leaving as one of us. Every, every statement he makes, it's all about, you know, the club, me and the fans, we did this. 
I'm so proud of our accomplishments. He said in the post today that, that, that he hopes he can come to Stanford Bridge one last time to, to say goodbye to everyone in person, including the fans. And I, I thought that that was a, a fantastic touch. I honestly thought that, that this would be, you know, Roman at one point handing it down to, to one of his sons to, to run the club. I thought that this would just be an Abramovich dynasty. And it's, it's sad to see it go this way. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get to this point a little bit later, um, but it, it, it just seems that, it, you know, we're looking at a very isolated situation in the world, right? We know of everything that goes on in Africa and the Middle East. Like, there's, there's shit going on all over the place, right? It was, I, I think the biggest thing was the fact that it was Russia, right? You, you don't hear as much about the, the smaller countries, right? You might hear a little tidbit every now and again, but you don't hear a ton. Um, I think the fact that it was Russia, I think that's what escalated everything to happen. And it's, it's, again, it's unfortunate um, that, you know, whatever the issue is that it came to that um, and that, you know, things have been, been happening the way that they have. Um, to me, I, I don't like the fact that an isolated issue can cause this much catastrophe. And that's just not in football. That's just, that's just in general. Right. Um, but obviously this being a Chelsea podcast, it affecting us directly. Um, it, it, it's, it's very sad to see one situation that somebody is not responsible for that just because somebody has somebody has some sort of a relationship with somebody in charge, it, it has to lead to this. And I, I don't like it. And I, I don't, I don't fully understand the reasoning behind it. And that to me seems very unjust. Well, and that, Matt, you, you hit it right on the head there. Cause you know, we, we don't talk about, some of these other owners, you know, where, where's the outrage over the, the Saudi regime at Newcastle with, with their track record of human rights abuses and their, their genocide in Yemen at the moment. Uh, Sheikh Mansour and, and, and his group at Man City. Again, you talk about human rights atrocities. It's, it, it's ridiculous. And, and ex-players of those two teams are the ones who are in the media, you know, trying to, to get Roman ousted. You talk about Micah Richards and, and Alan Shearer, and it's it's all unfounded. I mean, you, you look specifically at Roman and, and what he's done. Yes, maybe he's guilty by association. You know, he um, he was appointed governor of a, of a rural state in Russia by Putin. You know, he, he has previous relationships with Putin. But you look at the the man that he is and, uh, and the, the good that he's done, not only in London, but in Britain and the world, like I, I again, I had, I had time today. So I wrote down a list of, of the things that I could remember, not, not even looking anything up. So first of all, you know, we talk about Chelsea, super local, super small here. 
you know, lending the club close to a billion pounds. Then again, one point five billion pounds. One point five billion pounds. He's not asking for a dime back. Uh, he opened Stanford Bridge to to doctors and nurses and and NHS workers to stay in the hotel for free uh, during COVID. Um, you know, the, he's opened Stanford Bridge for for COVID testing, for COVID vaccinations. He was a, he was a big proponent of of getting stuff done in in London. Um, you know, even if you look broader scale, and when he was governor of of uh, I was mispronounced this Chukutka, something like that, there's the the state in Russia. Um, he spent 2.5 billion dollars of his own money to build schools, to build highways, to build hospitals. 2.5 billion. It's, it, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, he's super famous for the, the say no to anti-Semitic or say no to uh, anti-Semitism, that, that campaign. He's donated, donated $5 million of his own money to, to agencies fighting racism. And again, you, you, go, you go back to the club and, you know, obviously the, the club is kind of small scale compared to all of that. But since 2003, again, the club was close to being liquidated. Chelsea has spent $704 million net. Just say or just purchases alone is about one and a half billion dollars. The the thing that I compare this to is, and the, <laughs> this might be a reference that only you and me get met because you know it's a it's a Milwaukee reference, but uh, you know, for, for a long time, the, the Milwaukee Brewers, the local baseball team here. There was talks of them being contracted, them being removed from Major League Baseball. The uh, Wendy Selig was the owner at the time, and she really didn't give a shit. You know, you watch the movie Major League, and that's that's kind of what she reminds me of, is the owner from Major League. Um, Rachel Phelps. <laughs> and then, then you have Mark Atanasio come in again in, in this instance. It's an outsider, a guy from California, a hedge fund manager, comes in and he's he's one of us he he's at you know about about half the brewer games every year he's he's done a lot in the city of milwaukee um so on a smaller scale you know we you and i have experienced this matt you and i have experienced this through through baseball in milwaukee and you know basketball through the bucks and and all that um but this one man chelsea's life chelsea's life for me it's it's different it's not a place that you or i grew up um but it's it's something something that that draws it draws you in, you know. It, it, sometimes it's hard to describe how you became a Chelsea fan because it's just something that draws you in. And once it does, it it's life. It yeah. you're, you're you're fan for life, and it's that this hurts because Roman has been a part of that life for for twenty years. Yeah, and and so two two things that I want to touch on, um, and you said it very well. He's guilty by association. When when the fuck did that become a thing? Like just because you know somebody, that that makes you guilty. No, that 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 really doesn't mean shit. It, it's like okay, Putin gave the order, and anybody associated with him now is in trouble. Uh, wait, that, that, that wasn't us that said anything. There were no talks. Like you really think, you really think that at the end of the day, 
out of everybody that Putin has around him, he's going to wait for Roman Abramovich. Let's hypothetically, he's going to call Roman Abramovich and be like, hey, we're going to do this. Are you on board with it? You really think he's going to wait to do that? <laughs> Fuck no. I don't, I don't understand it. It, to me, it makes no sense. The second thing, and Collins, you're, you're probably more well-equipped to answer this than I am. And I'm going to pose the question to you. What the hell is going on with Everton? Why aren't we seeing more about Everton at this point? When you have somebody with even more direct ties and even more support over Putin, and we're not seeing the same sort of these same sort of sanctions or the club going up for sale, we're not seeing any of this. I, I want to know what the hell's going on. There, there, there's two ways to answer that question. There's the politically correct way, and then there's the Premier League our, fan way. Th- th- then there's our way. Yeah, so uh, Uzmanov, I, I don't know his first name, but Uzmanov is the, the, the one in question at Everton, also a Russian oligarch, uh, very, very wealthy, very, very connected to Vladimir Putin, has come out and openly said he supports the, the invasion. The, the excuse that I'm seeing, and there's reports today that you know Frank Lampard has been questioned about it because you know, he was recently appointed, he had to interview all of that. Um, and so there, there's questions on whether or not Uzmanov has ties to Frank Lampard and a whole bunch of nonsense. Again, it's Chelsea agenda at, at that point. Um, but the, the, the way Everton are hiding this is that it's the Uzmanov is a kind of a, a shadow investor, a backroom investor. He's, you know, he, his money's in it, but he's not involved in the club. Fine. Fine. And then that leads me to point number two. And this is the, the Premier League point. There, I said at the beginning, there's an agenda against Chelsea. There has been since Roman took over. And it's because Roman upset the, the balance of power. Everton's not upsetting the balance of power. Everton, for all the money that they want to pump into the club, have been shit, will be shit. <laughs> like they're, 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 not, they're not threatening anyone. So why, you know, what, what's the point of anyone going after him? It's sad because, you know, Roman, again, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm just listing off all the reasons why Roman's a good guy, but uh, specifically to the, the Russia-Ukraine situation, Roman has volunteered to be a mediator in the peace talks. He, I mean, does that sound like a Putin guy to you? And not only that, but he's, again, he's, he's not taking a profit from this sale. It, the 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 profits on this on this sale, from what I've seen, are anywhere from five hundred million to uh, you know two billion dollars, and he's giving that all to victims of the Russian invasion, living in Ukraine. Why is this man being persecuted? It's a witch hunt, and it's it, it's sad. It's not the way that 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 Roman needs to go. So. Those are great points. And I'll go back to, to what you just said, because that kind of sparked something. If we're talking about a shift in the balance of power, um, I got one team, Man City. Really? 
we're, we're not even going to bring that up. Even if we don't, okay, fine. Give Newcastle three years and let's see what the hell that does. Like, it, to me, I, I don't understand it because anytime you have an investor that takes over a club or puts money into the club, it's good for the sport, right? If you look at it holistically, somebody comes in, buys a club for 3 billion, 3 billion pounds, about 3.4 billion US, whatever. They're going to have, they're going to back the club, right? They're going to go out and spend. They want, it's, it's an investment, right? You're investing that much money into a club. You want to see them be the best that they can, which means you're going to go out and buy the best players, which means you're going to win trophies. They're going to be on all the different networks, you know, with all the streaming that we have, they're going to be on, you know, wherever you get your normal cable. Um, they're going to be on ESPN. They're going to be on, um, you know, Paramount or CBS, whatever. They're going to be all over everything. And they're going to get money from the viewership. They're going to get money from the club. As long as they stay at the top of the club or even say up in the top tier, they're still going to get money. I don't see how that's a detriment to the sport. Yeah. You could argue, Oh, well, they have so much money. They're just going to go out and buy the best players. That's true. If they do have the money, they're going to go out and spend it. But we see other clubs that have a lot of money that don't spend it. And, you know, kind of look where they are now. Like, I remember listening, or I remember watching the Chelsea game today and listening to the announcers, John Champion and uh, Taylor Twelman, which, by the way, I love that combo. I'm a big Taylor Twelman fan, especially on commentary. It's wonderful. But Lutentown has a self-imposed, like, they have a self-imposed salary per year as a club. And granted, they're a lower level team, but that's what you have to do. So I, I completely get that, but I like that idea, right? It's, it's kind of cool. It's not something you hear often, like they're self-sanctioned by themselves as far as how much they can spend and, and do things like that. That's awesome. But when you do have a big club, a world renowned club, you're going to have to spend money. You know what comes with it. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to do that. So I, I don't, I, I don't understand why it's necessarily a bad thing, right? We see it with PSG. Well, they try and win league titles, which they have won a bunch. They go out and sign big name players, right? Mbappe, Messi, Neymar the MSN, you know, 2.0 it, but they don't have the viewership that helps them stay afloat, right? Everything is, everything was on BN. Now they're on ESPN plus. They don't have the big viewership and it's not considered a huge league. So they have to spend money on players to try and drop the interest for the fans for Jersey sales um, just for the entertainment value. Premier League's different, right? We, we've talked about it. I would say top to about 
12th, any team can beat anybody, right? There are the, the one-off games where a relegation team is going to, you know, give it to a, a top four or top six club. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they're expected to do because they have nothing to lose. They're not expected to win. Um, I, I don't understand, at least in the scope of Premier League or even world football for that matter, how it's a bad thing to have a new investor and to go out and spend money on players that are going to drive the club. They're going to build success. They're going to build ratings. They're going to build fan bases. I, I don't understand how that's a bad thing. I, I, I can't argue with you on that. It, it's, it, it's capitalism. That's, you know, the, 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 the cream rises to the top. And that's, you know, that, that's what Roman did with, with this club. Again, Ken, Ken Bates was, was great. He was, a, he was a Chelsea guy through and through um, until he went and bought Leeds afterwards. Um, but Roman came in and offered something different. And it started with buying Andre Shevchenko. And then you, you look down the road and the... A, a Ukrainian nonetheless just oh. want to point that one out oh <laughs> and also the head of the is he still the head of the ukrainian national team i think so okay i, I just wanted to make that clear but you know you you, you look at his signings and that, that's exactly what what roman did roman roman did to a point you know but less less inflation related i guess um, but I mean, Shevchenko cost them what 30 million euros or something like that. Um, and you know, now you got teams going out and spending 200 million or all that nonsense. So, you know, we, we were never going to compete at that level, but, but Roman changed the game in the fact that, you know, if you want somebody, you go get them. It wasn't wait until his contract's up or, you know, wait until he's 35. Um, there was splash the cash, splash it now. And and for a while he did that, and now you know he's got Chelsea basically turning a profit every year, uh, for better or for worse. And you know I, I think that's honestly what a lot of Chelsea fans are concerned about going forward is how does that change? I've seen I don't want to speculate on on who takes over. I don't want to speculate on who Roman sells to. I have faith in Roman. Per his statement, it sounds like, and again, not taking a profit. It, it sounds like he's going to take very, take his time to, to pick somebody who will lead the club and lead it you know, towards their best interests, um, regardless of, of offer. You know, he, it sounds like there's a, basically a minimum of $3 billion that, that has to be paid for the club. Um, but there are some candidates lined up who I think have, would have the best interest in the club at heart. Um, but I think a lot of a lot of Chelsea fans worry. What what's next? What are we going to do? Is the the spending going to dry? Or you know the 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 well going to dry up? Are we going to stop spending? Um, are you know is Marina going to be gone? And that, that that later came out today that Marina and Bruce Buck are going to be gone uh, with the the next ownership group. So we're, Matt, where where do we go from here? I. Help me out, man. 
All right. So of of all the things that I've seen, I don't want an 86-year-old Swiss man taking over the club. Right? We're we're if if we're saying, okay, we have to sell the club and there is a Swiss investor who is 86 years old. To me, all that that means is we're going to have to revisit this road five, 10 years down, down the tracks, right? Um, and I, I, I just don't want that, right? We've seen that play out. I'm sure a lot of us who listen have played FIFA. We always see, and oddly enough, it's usually Newcastle that gets like, oh, new club investor or whatever for two for two billion two billion pounds or whatever. Like, and it just happens to be Newcastle this year. So FIFA is apparently calling their shots early. Um, I, I I don't like that idea. I've heard that. Roman is looking more at, or whoever the, the group is, I think it's a group out of New York that is going to be heading up the, the sale of Chelsea, but they are looking, I think, preferably for either Asian or U.S. investors, which then uh, Collins, you, me, Parks, we talked about this. We looked at, uh, you're going to have to help me with the name, but um, whoever has a stake with the Dodgers, uh, bully. Yes. Which at that point, I mean, you're also including Magic Johnson in that. Right? Uh, see that, that that's the thing where I'm not sure on. I haven't seen confirmation that it's that same investment group. Okay. I just saw that it's it's bully himself wants to be involved. Okay. So if, if we take that into account, right, and I believe, Collins, you shared something that somebody on Twitter had posted, but if you look at all clubs, regardless of what sport they are, top five in the world. Well, yeah, I've, I've, I've got it here. So yes, please. highest wage bills in world sport, PSG, 256 million pounds, Real Madrid, 212 million pounds. Barcelona, $195 million pounds. The Los Angeles Dodgers, 193 million pounds last year. And the man has a stake in the Lakers, who are also one of the highest paid teams. The, 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 the guy's not afraid to spend. And again, I don't, I don't want to speculate, but if it, if it has to be an American owner, the owner of the Dodgers seems legit to me. Yeah, I agree. Um... And I know that there is a lot of hesitation around American owners in the Premier League, right? We've seen that play out numerous times and usually not well. <laughs> um, it, it, it to me is, I think, a very, it, it's a very cautious road that, and everything needs to be vetted out correctly. And I think that Roman is going to take a very calculated approach before he gives his final say on, you know, when he sells, I think he's going to take a very, a very meticulous and calculated approach to who is going to take over the reins 
of the club that has been his life for the better part of the last two decades. And the the the, the thing that bothers me the most, kind of kind of switching topics here, is uh, you know I've seen a lot of it on Chelsea Twitter today, and it's people who say, oh, well, I became a Chelsea fan when Pulisic signed for Chelsea, which, great. That's awesome. I'm sure that's what the club intended. But then they go on to say, well, now that I know that Abramovich is blah, 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 I'm not going to be a fan anymore. I'm going to go be a fan of City, or I'm going to go be a fan of United, or Arsenal, or, you know, any other club. Good. Good riddance. Honestly, if, if they're going to be Arsenal fans, I wish them nothing but the worst. <laughs> I, I joked with you and Parker in our group chat that if Alex Rodriguez became an investor in Chelsea, maybe I would switch to Arsenal. But I quickly backtracked because that's a... <laughs> oh. That's a bold statement at, at, at least. <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, I, honestly, it's even regardless of who takes over the, the club... If we go down to the championship, we go down to League One. I, like I said earlier, Chelsea's life—it's going to be a tough life at that point from a from a soccer perspective. But at the end of the day, it's it, it's our club, and and Roman said it perfectly. These are our achievements, and you know we we're we're very clearly you, me, and Parker are very clearly invested in this club. You know, spending spending uh, our free time posting these podcasts. Um, but to, to, to those Fairweather fans, like, good, you know, go, go follow LeBron where, wherever he goes next or <laughs> Bryce Harper or Tom Brady or, you know, go, go fuck off. Yeah. That, 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 that's, that's my message to you. If you want to follow, well, and LeBron James is a perfect example and I actually was looking at this the other day. Somebody posted this on Twitter, and I find it absolutely amusing and hilarious at the same time that LeBron is basically an eater of, of worlds. Wherever he goes, he destroys a franchise. And I, I, I personally just found that hilarious because it's, it's so true. It's just that nobody wants to say it. Um, is the Ronaldo of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. It, it Wherever he goes, everything is on his orders, and then he leaves the team in just absolute shambles because they financially can't afford it. Um, it, it to me, it's just one of those things where players have too much power. And I think that – and I think saying that, right – Collins, we've, you, me, Parks, we've always said nobody's bigger than the club, right? And if anybody's going to embody that, it's going to be Roman. He talks about the club, doesn't talk about himself. Everything is about the club. And to me, it, it just embodies everything that, that we love. Um, you know, we, we, care more about the crest on the front than the name on the back, right? We, we grow to love the name on the back, but we always love the crest on the front. 
Um, and I think, as you put it, Collins, he didn't start as one of us, but he quickly he quickly made us want to be want to be one of them, and he became one of us as well in that process. He understood what what he did. And he bought into it 100%. I don't think that there's anything that he could have or would have done differently. Uh, he always had the club's best interest in mind. And, you know, for that, we, we are, you know, we are extremely grateful. And, you know, I, I think, well, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll ask this question. Without Roman, are you still a Chelsea fan? That oh man, that's a good question, and and honestly, maybe maybe we can save that for for the pot on Sunday. But I, I think I think it's a it's definitely a question, right? Because but let, let, let me at least I, I agree. We should talk about that on Sunday because I want to get Parker's take on that too. Yeah. Um. But let, let let me just set it up this way because I don't want you know the the, the people who do listen thinking that that we're plastic fans here. No, God, no. We we came on after Roman. You know, we, we in America, you know, soccer came on late and 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 all that, and we we really didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot. But I mean, I started watching Chelsea three years after Roman took over, so the the Roman system was already in place. Mourinho was there. It's a tough question because that's that that's what that. <laughs> And thank you for asking, because this is why today has been so difficult for me. Like legitimately, I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up as we speak right now, because this has been a big part of my life for 20 years, for 20 years. And, and, and it's been all Roman. Roman has brought us every trophy imaginable with, with, with his spending, with his care for the club, with his, uh, with, with his, personal involvement and many times you know i i don't encourage anyone to look up my facebook because i'm not very active but you can go back on my facebook and see i just saw it in my memories the other day um i was so mad at i think it was Mourinho getting fired um and i said i'll never support the club again i was so mad i was so mad that roman did that again that he pulled the trigger again on uh, on a manager but it's because he had the best interests of the club at heart and, and he was playing the long game. He knew it would be successful to bring in new thoughts, new ideas, uh, freshen the team with, with a new manager. So, as a fan, it's hard to see. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm honestly just, just thankful that, that he was at the helm uh, for, for those last 19 years. Yeah. And, you know, listening to to the intro before the the Luton Town game today, um, it they they brought up a good point, and that kind of ties into to what you're saying about Mourinho. Like he he didn't hesitate when he had to when things weren't working. Right? If things aren't working, they aren't working. You know, Mourinho said three cents with the club. Right. I think 
I think to I think a very underrated part of of Roman that maybe a lot of people didn't see is that he was ahead of his time in the sense that if something didn't work, you changed it, right? Because we all know that football is an ever-evolving game, right? Especially when Jurgen Klopp showed up to the Premier League, brought over the, the gag and pressing and, and all that stuff. Like, now you look at almost every single club nowadays, they're high press, right? They're looking for that. They're high press, high energy, high intensity, right? The game's ever evolving. You take certain things from certain leagues. And it's not like we've just been taking somebody from, you know, Spain or Portugal or France or Germany, or like, we're not just taking from, from one pick, right? We're looking at managers who have been kind of all over the place. They see this, they see all these different styles and they understand what, what can work, what won't work. And once, um, once it doesn't work for a manager, like, fine, we gave it a shot. It doesn't work. We're going to move on to the next thing. And it, it's always been kind of a, kind of a harsh, a harsh thing on Roman, um, you know, having that job, you're maybe guaranteed a year, maybe 18 months, and then you're probably out the door, but he's trying to, to keep up with, he's trying to keep up with the game and invoke new ideas and make the club successful as successful as it can be. So as much of a criticism as he gets it, at the end of the day, looking back at it, it might be a stroke of genius. And, and not only that, but you, you know, it, it, it's fine, but, but you look at, you know, just our perspective, everyday, normal nine to five jobs. If, if you, had an offer from a company that, you know, the last 10 people before you had been fired after 12 months, 15 months, 16 months. Would you be interested in that job? Probably not, right? But but you look at who Roman has hired in that time, and it has been the best of the best. You know, even Luis Felipe Scolari was, you know, ridiculed as one of the worst Chelsea managers. He was a pretty successful manager of the Brazilian national team before that. Jose Mourinho, uh, no words needed there. Uh, Maurizio Sarri had done very well in Italy, was very innovative. Antonio Conte, same thing. You know, you, you can go on and on. Frank Lampard had turned a very shitty Derby team into uh, a powerhouse in the championship. And so he gave him an option. Uh, Thomas Tuchel, again. Dortmund, very successful. PSG, very successful. The, there, there's something about Chelsea. There's something about Roman. And maybe it's the trophies. But there, there, there's something about all of it that, will, that has constantly attracted the top managers in the world. No one's afraid of this job. I think people walk in knowing I have 12 months to make my impact. And, and that's it. Um, but it, it's amazing that it consistently worked for 20 years and you know I think clubs like Manchester United with uh, with Ole and with uh, not Roy Hodgson who am I thinking of David Moyes um, or whoever yeah. they're gonna hire next week right uh, you know I, I, I think honestly if they would look at it they would be jealous of that 
because they, they stick with managers too long and then it's four years of obscurity. Um, so I, again, I, I feel like we can make a drinking game out of it at this point, but thank you, Roman. Like top to bottom, just a class act, just shitty situation to see him go and uh, yeah it's 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 a tough pill to swallow right like again he just has an association and you know obviously with the with the european union and and the un and all that other shit like unfortunately he's kind of the he's kind of the victim in this whole thing right like just because he knew somebody or had some sort of, of a relationship with somebody, he's at fault. Um, I, I, it's, it's tragic to see this. I mean, Collins, if, if, if this was to another, if this was to another Premier League team, would we be as upset? No. We would we would probably understand. We would probably understand the emotions. We wouldn't be as upset or as sad as we are now. But the fact that the fact that it's happening to one of the top clubs in the world, right? Your European the, the, champions. The number one, the the World Cup winning club in the world. Yep. You're, you're number one in your European champions, your club World Cup champions. The fact that it's happening to a massive club, I think, increases the impact and, and the emotion that, that all of us as Chelsea fans are feeling right now. Had this been, you know, I don't know, take like Norwich, right? We would be like, oh. Okay, whatever. But for us, it hits home. Um, and the the way that it's happening, um, it, it, it doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem right. And it, it seems, I don't want to call it a, an agenda against Chelsea. Collins, I, I say that for you. But it, it, it definitely seems like things are being done outside of his control and he is whether his fault or somebody else's fault, he is being the the scapegoat for, for a lot of things that are going on. That that's the, that's well said. Absolutely. Well said. And man, again, I, this is not my normal self. I, I apologize. This is uh this is a lot of a lot of self-reflecting me. Um it's been a been a tough day. I've not, I never thought sport could impact me in this way, but it has. Um but we look forward. You know, we 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 won to we won today at Luton. We've got Champions League still to come. The the club is still in Roman's control. Uh, you know, until we have an, an own, new owner. And I trust that uh, the new owner is going to have the interest of the club at heart. Matt, is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll definitely dive into uh, to the Luton Town match. Um, 
very well in depth, um, especially me watching the entire thing. Collins, I know you were kind of watching it on a on a subpar stream, shall we call it? Um, Definitely but, not illegal. Illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Illegally legal. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, we'll talk in depth about that. Um, and Collins, I'm sure that you'll go back and, and watch the, watch the full game. I'm sure Parks will too. Um, but yeah, it, uh, we, we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about during that one. So, um, yeah, I, you said it perfectly, right? There's nothing we can do as fans except just, you know, enjoy the fact that that we had Roman, you know, in our lives while we had him, right? Um, and we we enjoyed him as a person, everything that he did for the club, for the communities, um, both both in in England and and across kind of um, all of Europe. So we're we're definitely extremely thankful and, and grateful for the opportunity that we've that I think we, we've kind of been blessed been blessed with him right if we were a different club we wouldn't know the impact that he had um, and you know we're, we're very fortunate in that regard to know that everything that he's done for the club um, but yeah we we look forward we you know we we in in Roman we, we we trust right it's it's just the way that we have to look at it he's not going to sell to to some no name without intention of making the making the club successful or keeping it successful or taking it to the next level um you know in Roman we trust and yeah, I, I hate to, to plug the, the podcast at this point. I feel like we've just done a eulogy here. Um, but, you know, if, if you enjoy what you're listening to, certainly go ahead and, and subscribe, rate, and review. Um, we, we'd love to, to interact with you. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, you know, definitely hit us up on, on Twitter at, at FlagDownPod. I do know, uh, just because I'm the, the analytics guy uh, with the pod, that we have had one Russian listener from Russia. Uh, I, I'm banking on the fact that it's Roman himself. And That's so, yeah. <laughs> so Roman, if, if you are listening, we, we love you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, you're, you're free to come on the pod at, at any time, you know, certainly just, just shoot us a DM. Uh, and if you're ever in Milwaukee, Matt and I'll take you out on the town. We, 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 again, Thank you. Absolutely. All right, Matt. We've got a couple days till Sunday. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk again then. Sounds good. All right. Cheers, brother. Cheers. I'm all potted out. <laughs>